Thank you for double-clicking your mouse tonight. You're listening to the Midnight Frightcast in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hey everybody, welcome to the Midnight Frightcast. This is episode number 74. I am your host, Greg, the movie guy, the doctor of filmonomics. Across from me, we have the other guy in the room, the guy who likes to watch. Well, you have to start <laughs> over. This doesn't seem as genuine. No, it doesn't, but Patrick's making a start over. So now he has yeah. two he can choose from. Yeah, hey, I'm the other guy in the room. It's me. Hey, it's genuine. Josh. The Go. guy who likes to watch. To my left is the doctor of everything else, Captain Patrick. Captain Patrick. Hey, everybody, how's it going? You don't want me to call you the other word. No, that's exactly right. <laughs> we are here. It is episode number 74. We are rocking and rolling. We're going to kick right into the trailer that we watched for this evening was a, uh, I don't, can you call it a remake or is it just like a, the next episode in the series? It's, a, it's another I, episode because it says a new, a a new chapter in the book yeah. of Saw. The new episode. So we'll call yeah. it uh, the next chapter in the book of Saw. It is Spiral. Yeah. What do we think of Spiral? Well, I mean, I'm not... I haven't hidden the fact that I'm a really big fan of the Saw franchise. I didn't love Jigsaw. Um, I mean, there's a handful of them. I didn't. You don't go to the Saw movies anymore, or after the first Saw, you didn't go to those anymore for the the story. For the story the no. movie. You're like, all right, how can like who's, who's going to die kill these and motherfuckers? Yeah, yeah, like that's and like so seeing Spiral is the first time I've seen a Saw movie in a while where I'm like, I'm kind of curious what Chris Rock has done with a new story. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool. Because, you know, you're watching it and it doesn't look like, you know, usually they show a Saw trailer and they show a bunch of like, you know, setups for kills, but they don't show the actual kill. They didn't really do any of that for this one at all. I think there was like only one time you saw some sort of contraption. Yeah. yeah. It was, and it was quick. Yeah, mm-hmm. very quick. It was really, really fast. And there's some really cool like little throwback pieces in the trailer that goes back to the original Saw as well, uh, which I thought was really cool, which again makes me go, okay, is this – starting over or is this the continuation a continuation it's got to be without jigsaw based off of the jigsaw? jigsaw movie so i'm definitely fucking gonna go hey i'll be really interested to see how they weave this into the other saw mm-hmm. movies sure or, and i also wonder if chris rock is making if it's going to be a one-off or if he's like such a big fan of the franchise he's going to want to try to keep keep it, it alive going. yeah so a- probably going to be based on the success of this movie. Right. If it makes money or not. Yeah, I was watching it and it was interesting to see what they used from the old movies. Mm-hmm. At the end of the clip there, it showed him oh, handcuffed with the hacksaw with, yeah. with a hacksaw in his yeah. hand. Yeah. Obviously, they're using the same symbol mm-hmm. that they've used, uh, but you did point out and showed us a picture that the, the, the puppet right. looks yeah. different. It's completely different. It looks I mean, terrible. They, they showed it for like less than a second. Yeah. I mean, we don't know what the premise of that is. Maybe that's not really Billy or not. Right. Yeah, you're right. And maybe we're at some sort of copycat thing. It kind of leaves itself open for a lot of opportunities to yeah. do some good stuff with this. It, it seemed to have more of a thriller feel to it than mm-hmm. the other. I don't want to say the first movie, but everything subsequent after that. I was to say the right. first movie had a real thriller feel to it until yeah. you got into the contraptions mm-hmm. and the games that they played. Well, and they didn't even really show that first Saw movie. There was not a lot of traps and contraptions. They right. spent a ton of time 
just in, in that, that one room, room. Just in that bathroom. Mm-hmm. And they broke out of that room a couple times to show a couple of like traps. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a guy that had to crawl across the razor wire. Right. Stuff like that. But they mainly stuck in that room and it was about those two characters. Yeah, it's very much – it's got that same feel like it's going to focus on these characters and this case. Mm-hmm. So it could end up being probably one of the better Saw movies since the original Saw movie because – they, if you can't put out a Saw movie without showing some traps. You sure. got to show yeah. something, but I don't. I hope they don't overdo it. And it looked like it had some production value to it. Oh, true, yeah. very yeah. true. I mean, if you got Chris Rock and Samuel mm-hmm. Jackson behind the the project, mm-hmm. you would think that they, yeah, it would definitely have some production value. Right. It was that guy from uh, Handmaid's Tale, and I don't know his, his name, but uh, he was only in that very first clip, and then he was gone. So I also wonder how big of a role he's going to play mm-hmm. in this. Yeah. So he's, I think he's good, though. Yeah, I so, like him in Handmaid's Tale. So, yeah. Greg? Greg? I'll be, I'll be intrigued to check it out. I, I'm taking that thought with a grain of salt because I know that it could tip the other way really quickly. And I, I'm, I'm interested most of all to see what Chris Rock does in his role. Traditionally, a comedic actor stepping into horror could be interesting. Um, I feel like he's got the chops that he could pull it off. I, I don't see any reason why it couldn't be good. Mm-hmm. Just it's it goes back to kind of our thoughts on what they're doing in uh, in the Hollywood in the studios right now is they're just continually remaking stuff that has already been remade. The horse has been dead. Why do you keep resurrecting it? Right. You know, and that's that's always going to sit in the back of my mind until they decide they can start making some new stuff or try different things. Right. And so I I might go and see it, but I'm going to go in again with with a grain of salt. Right. Take I mean, is it? Do you have a different um, <clears throat> uh, mentality about it? If it's not a remake and it's not a reboot, but it's a continuation of a story. I mean, then you're throwing it into the sequel game, which is no different than a reboot or a remake. Okay. I mean, you know, how many sequels did the original Saw come out with? Was it like five or six, it not was, including Jigsaw? Uh, it was nine. It was eight or nine. Yeah. Okay. Then <laughs> there that, was a lot. It yeah. was a lot. That, that kind of stands my point so. then. You know, if you're going to throw a, what could have been a really good series around and right. throw it into the trash like that. But in fairness, it was a continu- – like those movies had – a. a yeah, it was about the traps and everything, but it was about Jigsaw right. and his story through all those movies and what ultimately ends up happening to him and why he's doing this in the first place. So every time they brought out a new movie, you learn something different about him and his story. So. Right, which is what kept the interest of those. And I think I made it all the way up through Saw 5 because he was – dead and still doing traps from beyond the grave in that point. Spoiler. Wasn't he? Yeah. Okay. I think those movies have been around long <laughs> enough. <laughs> but he was dead in that one, wasn't he? Uh, he eventually died. Yeah. Amanda took his spot. Right. So, yeah. Right. So Spoiler. I think it got to that point. <laughs> <laughs> it got to that point where it's like, okay, yeah, the his story became a lot more interesting than seeing the creativity of the, the kills and the traps and right. all that. And that's what kind of kept me going. But once it hit five, it's like, okay, this is getting pretty repetitive. So, you know, right. why four more movies, including Jigsaw on top of that? And now we've got the next chapter. Right. What are they going to do that's going to be different here? I they, they completely do something completely different. I, I do so. too. And, you know, it, it freaks me out a little bit that they're going back to the hacksaw and the handcuff to a chain pipe and 
Hopefully some reverse bear traps. Hopefully some shit. reverse bear yeah. traps or the uh, – I think one of my favorite was the the shotgun shell necklace. I think it was from three or four. Okay. That could be a topic all on right. its own. Favorite yeah. saw kills. Right. So, <laughs> so I'll, I'll probably go and see it, but I'll take it with a grain of salt. Uh, do we have a release date? May 15th. Okay, cool. I know it was May. That's right. Yeah. I'll take Aurora. that to uh, – take Elizabeth to that for her birthday. Yay. Mm. She'll love She'll be that. so happy about it. <laughs> All right, let's keep it rocking and rolling. And hey, Patrick. Yes, Greg. It's the news. News, news, news. Maddie? Maddie, are you there? She's not there. Help me. You're all alone, sir. You are all alone. Who's got news they want to talk about? From the Hook Entertainment News site, it's been reported that Stranger Things is set to end with season four, mm-hmm. and that it is uh, rumored to be split into two separate parts. That's going to make my heart cry. A so, bit. but it's going to end. No, that it's going to be split into two parts. Yeah, I, and released separately. They didn't really explain how it was going to be split into two separate parts, and it. I could not verify that okay. either. Okay, so it's but that's why I'm saying it's being reported by the Hook Entertainment website. News gotcha. website. Because by the when they say that, it sounds like it's like part one, part two, and then done. Not necessarily like right. episodic one, two, three, four, five, six, or one, two, three, or however many. Take a break, and then four, five, six, or however many to fill out, finish off the series. Yeah, do not know. Interesting. Uh, like I said, I I've not been able to verify from any other news source that it's being split into two parts. However, I've seen on multiple websites that season four is the last season i have uh, yes. seen that as well yes. which that makes my heart hurt but you know it doesn't I, I mean with the the, the rate it. that they're filming these compared to how fast these kids mm-hmm. are growing up yep. they're gonna lose them quick right it's gonna be saved by <clears throat> the bell college years and a lot of those kids have i mean they're all moving on to other projects too i'm surprised they've got so, Finn wilford he's so busy mm-hmm. yeah I, yeah I, I, I don't see how they can keep him in there so I mean, they're all doing Tons of stuff. Yeah. I'm glad that they're they're not like milking the series. You know, I'm glad that they've said season four is it. Yeah, but if it ended on the note of season three and if it was just done, that was a note that I me personally would have been happy to go out on. It was like that season three ending, I just I, don't know if they're gonna be able to top that and make it as like kind of as heartfelt mm-hmm. as season three was. Oh yeah. Kick you right in the feels. I just don't know if season four can come back and and do that again. I'm, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt because they've held us this long, and after what they did in season three, I feel like they can. I mean, if they know this is their last season, there's nothing holding them back from doing anything. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, they can finish it off by just you know killing off Winona Ryder episode one. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, Patrick. All right. You had uh, two pieces. I've of got news. another one. We can come back to it if you guys have one. I'm going to do two little, like tiny little blurbs. Go so, for it. So the first reactions for Halloween Kills have come out. The audience reactions for like all their test screenings, super fucking positive. Hmm. Really, really positive. Okay. Everybody's like loving it. They're saying Michael Myers is like more brutal than they've ever seen him before. They said he moves a lot more like the shape in Halloween, the original Halloween. Mm-hmm a lot of returning characters that people are loving to see come back some new characters. And it's just, it's a nice little mix of characters from the original Halloween and the characters that were introduced in Halloween 2018. Mm-hmm. So you guys know my feeling on you'll be there 2018. Well, you'll be there regardless. Oh, yeah. I crapped on it, but 
this isn't like reviews coming from a studio. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, a test audience and a test audience of what I would guess they put in fans of the series in there. And if I'm getting positive reviews from that kind of Mm -hmm. spot, I am excited to to go see Halloween Kills. So we'll see. We'll see. So we'll see. I say Halloween 2018 left kind of a, uh, a razor burn. Right. So, so we'll see what happens. Will Paul Rudd be coming back? No. Anthony Michael Hall is playing uh, yeah. Tommy Doyle. Yep. I'm so, actually okay with that. So, yes. I'm um, okay with that. Which Paul Rudd was very cool and positive about that casting. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He right. was doing Ghostbusters, so he couldn't. He was way too busy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was it for that one. Okay. So my One Piece is a reboot. I like you in a One Piece. I like me in a One Piece, too. Ooh. Keeps things um, pushed curious. together. <laughs> Push to- <laughs> I get this uh, picture of Borat in his one piece. Yeah. <laughs> Screen Gems has hired what keeps you alive writer director Colin Minahan to take the helm of their urban legend reboot. Another hmm. reboot. Reboot. Another reboot. reboot. But it seems fitting because we're going to be talking reboots a lot. Today. I was going to say, we're gonna, I feel like we're, gonna, <laughs> we're burying our topic right now. Yeah. Like we picked a really shitty topic and now we're going to just shit on it before we get to we're the gonna topic. We're going to own it. So, yeah. We are going to own it. So, so we're going to eat our own shit. Yes. <laughs> I I was a fan of Urban Legend actually. Uh, really? Before I really got into horror movies, that was one of the first ones that I remember seeing that I really liked. Yeah, Urban Legend came out around the same exact time as like Scream and Final Destination. It was that uh It was that Teen Scream. Yeah, very much uh, so, era. Yeah. I, I'll be interested to see what they do with it. I believe – I'm not going to say that because I'm going to be wrong. I thought it was a PG-13 movie, which is the only way that I was able to watch it. But Urban Legend yeah. came out in 98, so I would have been 15. Yeah. 15, yeah, 15, 14, 15 in 98. So, oh, Jared Leto was in that. Yes, he Completely was. Completely forgot about that. Um, I'll be interested to see what they do with that and see – oh, that's what I was going to look up was – oh, it was rated R. Yep, rated R. So, so how'd you get to see it as age 15? It uh, came out on video and I think somebody of Just age rented, rented it. it and, yeah. Because, because Blockbuster didn't really watch yeah, like close never. on how old people were when they never. rented stuff. I'll be interested to see what they do with it. You know, I, I, again, I really liked the original one. I think that they have opportunities to go dark with this. Yeah. I mean, they can either go and be super brutal mm-hmm. and done right and like super rated R or, or guess, shot for shot they remake. They give it to Blumhouse and they can be PG 13, whatever. Yeah. And kick you in the balls. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Right. Urban legend being remade. Uh, Bloody disgusting has done a bit of research and is now reporting that although he has killed a lot of people on screen, that Danny Trejo has now surpassed Christopher Lee as the most killed actor in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. He has been killed <laughs> 65 times, beating Lee by five. Lee has only 60 kills. I didn't even realize Danny Trejo has been in that many deaths. movies. He's been in a ton. Wow. When you when you look at all the B-budget horror films and, oh, and yeah, that's true. grindhouse films, mm-hmm. yeah, he's been in a ton of movies and he's obviously died a lot, 65 times. Yeah, it's that's insane. crazy. I wonder how that compares to Sean Bean, who has also died a lot. He has not in horror movies. No, but Danny, you know. they said Danny Trejo is the most killed actor in Hollywood. I feel bad for him. I like Danny Trejo. I don't think they I can kill Sean Bean anymore. <clears throat> I think he, he doesn't not, take movies. He, he won't take yeah. movies where he dies. Yeah, yeah. Yep. rightfully um, so. The last little uh, blurb that I have was last night at the Oscars. Um, 
as they went through the in memoriam, they yes, Sid Haig. Sid Haig. Um, yeah. Sid Haig was not in there. Neither Sid was, Haig, not, neither was Luke Perry. He was not in there, and neither was Cameron Boyce. Um, those are three people that I I um, saw on a list that were not in there. But uh, for horror's sake, Sid Haig was completely passed over, which makes me if they can get somebody that died less than a week ago crammed in there and i understand it was kirk douglas so don't compare and, and and shit on me or anything but if they can get in there somebody that died less than a week ago and they can't get sid Hagen there that died months ago yeah i i, mean, I don't understand how they pick and choose well, and sid Haig was iconic in the horror industry but he, before he before that he didn't make horror movies at all no, he, he made he was films, legit yeah, because uh, Rob Zombie brought him back out of retirement, out of retirement. And, and made yep. horror films because of that. But before that, he had a, a huge career. Yeah, uh, that was not in mm-hmm. horror, uh, and that was very much a part of the Hollywood scene. And so it, you add what an I, extra minute into your uh, memoriam to put one more person in there. Like, I would you, hate. Well, and and the thing is, they doubled up on a lot of the screens, right? Mm-hmm. And, but there were still screens that had just one person. There was room to fit it in there without yeah. having to add more time. I would really hate to be the person that's in charge of those because every year someone is left off. Right. And then they get shit on for it. But is that you know? them just not doing their research or is that them saying, okay, you get this number. So now you have to stay within that number. And so if, you know, you got to pick it, if, is, is Hag more important than this Bobby Cinem- Franny, the yeah. costume designer. Right. And I don't I don't think that it's that case. I mean, I, I'm going to assume that they just forgot. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Right. Just because, yeah, there's a lot of people on there and you got to go through and do your research and make sure that the research that you're doing is actually legitimate. Right. You know, there's a lot of death hoaxes out there. And right. You don't know who's died. Or who are those, those people on the <clears throat> list people that have either been nominated or have won an Oscar? Mm-hmm. And that's how they pick and choose. Oh, I yeah, I never even thought about that. Could be list because they, they've been at least nominated, right? Mm-hmm. Been in the room, even you know that could I mean? be that interesting. But it's still a shitty, you know, way mm-hmm. to uh, kind of shit on an actor mm-hmm. for putting in just as much time as the other person mm-hmm. and uh, not giving them their right their dues yeah. and their respect. So, mm. but yeah, that was just something that I saw that came out that I thought would be fitting to yeah i out. did i caught that as well and i it blew me away that those three or at least those two i i'd never heard of the third guy uh were forgotten cameron boyce i only know because <clears throat> my children watched the disney channel and he was big on that uh okay some disney channel shows that's why i wouldn't have known him mm. so all right well and i included luke perry to the discussion because of buffy the vampire slayer when it comes to horror related yes yeah, yeah. All right, that was that was the news. News, Let's roll on. We have been watching some stuff, or at least I have. I don't know about you guys, but what what's everybody been watching up until this point? Last night we watched the Oscars. We did. We did. That was kind of a a fun. Good old grand time. Yeah, how'd you guys do on that, by the way? On your um, on your ballots? I threw mine out halfway through. How did, how did you guys do? I think I finished with thirteen mm-hmm. or fourteen. Yeah. Okay. I mean, not as good as a douchebag winner, but I mean, that guy is, uh, that guy's such a dick. What a bag of douche! He's a he's a huge dick. He doesn't gloat at all either. 
No. Don't say it, dude. <laughs> I don't want to start over again. Yeah, we don't want to start over, please. Uh, Patrick can bleep me out. We haven't had any bleeps on this. That, that uh, yeah. So if you, in case you didn't pick it up, Patrick won the uh, Oscar competition last night. It is his second year in four years. Uh, he well, tied one see, year. Well, yeah, two years ago I won. Last year I tied, and then yeah. this year won again. Right. I, with so. the, and this year's total was 20 out of 24. Yeah, I thought it was 19. I think it was 20. The end count, I think, was 20. Okay. I will have to double check. It may have been 19. You might want to double check. I'm pretty sure it was 19. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, so we've been watching the Oscars moving along. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, so my watching has been nothing new. Uh, no new stuff. It's all been research watching. So um, I went through and rewatched the entire uh, Hatchet series, uh, which I love, mm-hmm. by the way. Uh, Adam Green in the Hatchet series is just something that I am just down with. That's, I mean, it took me a while to watch those, but like we haven't, usually my wife and I start a new TV show. We ha- She's been watching The Office. I have not been watching that because um, fuck that show. But I hear a lot from her um, how and how much she loves The Office. So good for her. Yeah, I've been, I've just, it's been a lot of just research watching. So nothing, uh, nothing new here for me. Okay. Yes. But, Josh you, are, now but you are now all caught up on Handmaid's <clears throat> Tale, though. Yes, I can. We completely finished that. I thought I talked about that last time. So you I don't you did, but up, you but didn't. You weren't quite <clears throat> done. We with finished season the three. very last episode. It's fucking bonkers. Uh, what happened in that, that last episode? And uh, we're very sad at the end of it because now we have to wait uh, a few months before the new season comes out. Okay. Patrick, what have you been watching? I have been watching The Morning Show Uh, on your recommendation. I'm only five episodes in, but it was... You're ahead of us because I have to wait for my freaking wife to watch the damn episodes. (laughs) It's it's so good. It is so good. I like how they handle both sides of the Me Too movement on Mm -hmm. this whole thing. Uh, And then uh, I was going to watch The Irishman on Netflix. And when I turned on Netflix, I saw that Lock and Key had dropped. So I started in on that. I'm about three episodes in on Lock and Key. There's some things I really, really like. There's some things I kind of go, meh. How horror is that It's more kind of supernatural. I would say it's probably a good bridge for people maybe wanting to dip their toes into horror. But it is more... um, (laughs) It's it's pretty weak sauce for starter pack even. Okay. But... Maybe it's going to get darker as time goes on, but I got into it because I did not know that Joe Hill was Stephen King's son. Yes. And for me, being as big of a Stephen King fan, you think I would have known that. Right. So that was the reason, because I knew the comic books well before the Netflix series. Oh, gotcha. I didn't know it was a comic book series. I didn't either. Yeah. So there, that's what I've been watching. Cool. All right, boys, get ready for a sit because I've been watching some movies. So if uh, with the Oscars happening yesterday, I try every year to do my best to watch every Best Picture nomination possible. This year has been the best year out of all of my years watching them. I watched eight of the nine that were nominated, and most of them occurred this weekend. Uh, I was able to watch Marriage Story. I was able to slog through The Irishman. Mm-hmm. I went to the theaters on Saturday, and I got to watch all the animated shorts. I got to watch Ford vs. Ferrari, which was fan-friggin'-tastic. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love that movie. Uh, I got to watch Parasite, which was good. 
I don't know that I would call it a best picture movie. Yeah, that's but people had a big problem with that. It was good. Yeah, I'm I'm not upset that it won. Yeah, is I, I mean, what I can say yeah. about that. And then I also got to see Little Women, which definitely should not have been nominated for an Oscar best picture nomination. But why do you say that? I don't feel like the story was as good as some of the other ones. It won for costume design, which I 100% agree with. I thought mm-hmm. it would done really well with there. The acting in it was exceptional. Mm-hmm. I did like that. Again, it was just the the editing and the story really just didn't jive with me. Gotcha. So I, I don't know if I can say much more than that without like sticking a, a foot in my mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, it was it was good for what it was. Right. So. And that uh, that's really about all that I've been watching. I'm sure I've seen more throughout the last couple of weeks, but we're going to go with that. So lots cool. of Best Picture nominations. Cool. All right. We are going to rocket over to our topic, and we're going to wait for Josh to clear out his sinuses. And I'm good. Blow. I'm so glad I came out the right end. Oh, my God. <laughs> Turn around and... Yeah, it's close. Josh, you came up with our topic for this evening. I keep getting blamed so, for this shit. Yes, you do. <laughs> the mini penalty box. Why don't you talk about it? See, I think that's why we hesitate to make any suggestions because then we could just blame <laughs> you. <laughs> right. like, oh, he'll come up with a shitty one. Uh, and then you go, oh, so since you came up with the topic, you explain our shitty topic. Yeah, throw yourself under the bus. Uh, yeah, please. that's fine. So we, as much as we absolutely shit on remakes, like on a weekly basis, pretty sure... We had a conversation not that long ago. Well, almost every podcast were like, wow, they're making this shitty remake. Um, we did that like five minutes ago. Right. So welcome to this dumb topic. So I was like, well, you know, it'd be a good topic. What are some movies that you'd like to see re- remade? Uh, which is just a really stupid suggestion. But here's the thing. When it comes to remakes, the thing that we've kind of chatted about is they're remaking movies that were already kind of good. were already good. And so if they're going to remake a movie... Remake something that was just dog shit the first time out, and now I'm going to say my list, and like they're not shitty. But <laughs> um, remake something that was dog crap the first time out and make it better. So that's why I suggested that we should talk about films that you would like to see remade. Movies that were okay with being remade for whatever various reason. Right. Okay. So we're More so along the lines of redemption than... Yeah. Cash cows. Well, because sometimes it falls along the lines of they made a movie before they thought. How do I put this? They made the movie before the technology was there mm-hmm. to make it worth making the movie. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I guess I have some movies on my list that are absolutely phenomenal fucking movies, but I'd love to see what they can do with it today. Yeah. Um, so do we do we talk about our movie and give the reason why we'd yes. like to see it? Remade? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. okay, well then don't fucking start with me. Because <laughs> I got no reason. Um, well, you were talking about some reasons earlier. Like one of your favorite movies that you said that you wouldn't mind being remade. Oh, yeah, was, yeah. And you had some reasons for that. I don't know Either if you way, want to throw that in the mix. but Don't fucking start with me. I've now thrown myself under the bus. I've gotten in the bus and driven over myself. Okay. So I yeah don't <laughs> I don't need to back up and then drive back over myself again. <laughs> I'll fire first. So I've uh, I've come across I follow a lot of uh, movie groups on uh, Facebook and there's one that's come up a couple of times that I feel like would be a really interesting concept. I know the the version that I'm going to talk about was a remake from a movie that was remade or made 
many years ago. I think it was in the 60s or 70s. I'd have to go back and look. Uh, was 13 Ghosts. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tony Shalhoub mm-hmm. and uh, Matthew Lillard, I think, mm-hmm. was in that one, too. Yep. I've seen posts on Facebook that uh, that Netflix, excuse me, should uh, take the 13 Ghosts premise and turn it into an episodic series. That'd be fantastic. Where they take each ghost, give it the backstory of mm-hmm. how it got to where it is, and then go from there. Right. I think that would be fantastic. That'd be really great. I would I, I would sit down and I would watch that. Yeah. I could totally see it done and done well that way. I don't know that I would like to see a remake of the movie. No. I didn't like the movie in the I first place. Did you? <laughs> yeah, I did. I thought I had a lot of fun I, with I it. wasn't thrilled with it. So. And maybe, you know what, maybe I should return to that movie with it, the idea of having fun with it. It, it wasn't instead. good, it's, but it was a lot of fun. Right. It's, exactly. It's, it's good up until the, like, the final scene. Mm-hmm. And then it gets kind of weird with and that hokey. little reveal. Yeah. Right. Weird and hokey. Yeah. Um, but otherwise leading up to it where they're actually walking through the house and using the, the spirit glasses, I'm going to call them. It was, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. And I don't even think the Matthew Lillard was bad casting at all. Oh no, was, no, not at all. Yeah, great casting. Not at all. So. Tony Shalhoub might've been, but that's neither here nor there. Right. <laughs> so do you want to go now? Or I mean, I can. Go? So the first film, (laughs) right, get ready. Um, So the first film on my list was The Monster Squad. And it's all about like, I love that movie. I've been, I I, I love that movie. But it's all about the 80s nostalgia and what they could do with it today. Coming off the, the, you know, It and Stranger Things and stuff like that. And there's a lot of talented uh, kid actors right now. That um, there's spots in that movie that I think can be done better Mm -hmm. now. And I know the whole uh, universal monster rights state that they couldn't get. So like they couldn't do a exact replica of Frankenstein and stuff like that. But you could do some sort of monster put together. You could throw a vampire in there. You could throw a werewolf in there. I mean, you could, I mean, it was the universal monsters without calling it the universal. Right. Exactly. But you could still remit or you could still replicate that pretty easily. Yeah. So, um, like I said, I love that movie. I like to see what they could do kind of with it. Now. I think the story or the script, uh, was kind of weak. I didn't think it was like super well written, but I thought it was, it was just a really fun, great, great starter pack movie. And like, that's a, that's a film that I would show, you know, and have shown my own kids. But yeah, with uh, the kid actors today mm-hmm. um, and all the great options they have, I like to see what they could do with it now. I, I'd be okay with seeing that remade just to see what they do with it. Absolutely. Do you, do you see it you. still geared towards <clears throat> kids or pushing it to... PG-13? I think it was PG-13 when it was came it? out. Um, I mean, here's the thing. If they made that movie rated R, I would fucking – I think it would be rad as hell. And I'd <laughs> still show my kids. I don't even care. But people have this thing with like showing kids die on screen and uh, I'm not sure they would do that. So, I mean, that movie has to live in that mm-hmm. PG-13 mm-hmm. space. I don't – it would be a completely different movie if you made that movie rated R. So – that's that's it. Okay. Mine goes to the first one that I would hearken to and and remake is the uh, 2014 Kevin Smith movie Tusk. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what would you like to see done differently? I'd like I'd like it to be made good. Okay. No, I'm I'm. I'm oh, is love, that not really on your list? Uh, no, it is not. Oh uh, my yeah. God, that was horrible. I love shitting on you for that movie. 
It's right. But for the record, you know that I like oh. that movie. That's right. I just added it to my list, so I'll talk to it, I'll talk about it later. Oh, you would like? To- <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, are we? We're just talking remakes, right? We're not talking sequels, are we? Damn, no, never mind. No. I'll scratch that off. <laughs> Wall- Wallace's Revenge. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. no, the first one on my list, and I've talked about it on the cast before, and it has actually been talked about many, many times on trying to remake this film. Because it hasn't really been a film. It's been a TV movie and a TV miniseries, and it's Stephen King's Salem's Lot. Oh, okay. And I would like to see it as an R-rated movie. I would like to see them really get into scaring the shit out of me with these vampires because they're Mm. not standard vampires in the book. And while I did enjoy the 1970-something David Soul made-for-TV version, I just would love to see them make something – rated r that's gonna scare the crap out of me right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is it also about like you know it would just overall look better today definitely i mean just with what we shoot with now and you know just if that movie was set in today like contemporary like today like not in the 70s but like what does that movie look like in 2020 updated exactly um it'd be a completely different movie yes yeah i mean they would have to take care of some issues with like now we have cell phones right. that we can communicate much easier. Why right. that they didn't that made things more difficult to get through that story if, if we didn't have modern technology. Right. But I like I said, I would just like to see it updated, but most of all made into an R-rated movie. That they can push the gore, they can push the boundaries on it. Right. And and please don't cast Robolo. <laughs> he bad. was he was in the miniseries right it wasn't bad it was just bad casting right gotcha i like rob lowe as an actor i don't like him in stephen king stuff that's fair so i'm gonna kind of uh piggy tail on that coat back coat back and coat piggy back tail and piggy tail not because it was bad because i would like to see a rated r version of as close of an adaptation as you could get to the shining and I only say that because I'm reading through the book right now mm-hmm. and I'm absolutely in love with this book. I never expected to fall in love with the book and I like cannot put this thing down. It is so good. Oh, wow. Um, it's in my top five. And I'm just, one of the big things that I, I like to do, especially now since I'm actually reading books, is read through. <laughs> I don't know how to read. I read. <clears throat> I read good. I, I like to use them as a comparison point. Like I just finished uh, a couple months ago the first game of thrones mm-hmm. which followed along pretty closely to the story on the right. on hbo there was a few things off that were here and there but it wasn't anything substantial i'm seeing a, a completely different movie in this book and i would love to see what they do with a rated r version of this close as an adaptation as you can get to that book not saying that stanley kubrick's version wasn't bad but it was stanley kubrick presents stephen king's the shining mm-hmm. right and there were bits and pieces, but it is not the same. How, so, did you ever see the the miniseries that they had on TV? I was younger when I watched it. Stephen, who played, who played it's the guy from Wings? The That's guy all from I Wings. Know. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Um, I I remember watching little bits and pieces, but I don't remember enough of it. Gotcha. They followed the story a lot closer, but still because it was made for TV. It was made for TV, and that's why I don't even want to count that one. I want right. to see on screen rated R. Like, I want to see this woman in the bathtub. I want to see how fucking creepy she could be. I want to see the relationship between Jack, Jack and, Danny, and Danny. Yep. Completely missing from the Kubrick version yep. of it. So then you don't you don't feel sorry for Jack Nicholson because he 
does not have that relationship. He just goes batshit crazy from day one. Mm-hmm. I think there's only one small clip that he that shows his affection for his son. And in the book, that's what makes it a tragedy is is how he turns on his own son. Also, the fact that, uh, oh, now I can't remember the character's name, but Scatman Crothers played him in... Mm-hmm. Oh, um, oh, shoot. Well, I, can't, I can't think of the character name I right now. But anyway, in the book, he's he doesn't die right away. Right. In Kubrick's, he gets an axe in the back right when he walks in the building. Yeah. No, he helps him out. He, he He's the hero. He's one of the heroes of it. And yeah. I... And then also being able to throw technology on it to actually get moving hedge animals. And the fucking maze is gone. There's, mm-hmm. There wasn't a maze in the book. Oh, weird. Yeah. So yeah. That's, that would be mine. Not, again, not because Stanley Kubrick was bad, because I really enjoyed Stanley Kubrick's version. But I would want to see what they do, especially since they just came out with Dr. Sleep. Right. And they held as close to that as they could. I would think it'd be interesting to see that. Yeah, because I don't think they – did they refer to the maze at all in Dr. Sleep? I don't remember that. I don't recall it. I think they just went right into the building and that's when everything went down. I think it's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah. So who are we to Josh? Josh. Oh, is it me? Okay. Uh, yeah. So I actually think they're doing this right now. Uh, they're definitely talking about it, um, but I'm pretty sure there's something uh, in the works right now for this remake anyway, but I'm going to throw it out anyway, because I love this movie and I, I, I'd like to see what they could do even with practical effects uh, today uh, with gremlins. Um, I'm pretty sure they're doing something right now with gremlins. I don't think it's a remake or a reboot. I think it's a, it might be a continuation, but, uh, and I know they've talked uh, doing it all practical effects, you know, even with CG now and you know how much different they would look. I'm pretty sure they're so stay in practical. And like I said, I love the gremlins movie. Again, I would just like to see a lot of these are like, I want to see what they can do with it now. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see what that story looks like in 2020. So without having a huge, long speech about why I want the movie to be re, uh, remade. Just to see how, how they would do it. Pretty much. Sure. So, Yeah, there was talk about it in 2018 with uh, Chris Columbus possibly. Because oh. he wrote it. Did he? He wrote the original Gremlins. Hmm. Yeah, I thought so he, it was even more recent than that. that they've talked about doing it, but maybe not. So anyway, yeah, Gremlins is on thy list all right patrick silent hill i found i like the the game i found the movie boring really extremely boring okay and i would like i know that you liked it i just it did nothing for me and i mean the creatures in it are really cool it just it was slow moving to me it was a slow burner that just didn't entertain me and knowing what the video game was like i would like to see it redone do you recall if Silent Hill was PG thirteen or R? Uh, let me look that up because I feel like talk about it. It could go either way. Just a couple of the scenes that were fairly graphic. I want to say it's R. I I completely get where you're coming from. What I really appreciated about it was is R. It was R. Interesting. What I really appreciated about it was their use of practical effects. Um, they didn't. I mean, they used visual effects. Obviously, they had to for a couple of the scenes, but. The practical effects in there, I thought they did extremely well. What I liked about it was you kind of felt like you were walking through the video game. I can see that. I've played one version of Silent Hill. I want to go back and play that series just because I love survival horror games. And I, I'm trying to figure out where I can do that because I think they're all PlayStation, aren't they? I couldn't tell you. Okay. I know they came out <clears> on PlayStation. I don't know if it's PlayStation only. I think it was PlayStation exclusive because I've never seen them come out for uh, Xbox or anything. But 
I, it, a lot of it felt like you were walking through the video game. And I, that's kind of what I appreciated about it most. Also, the fact Sean Bean didn't die in that one. Okay. Just throwing that out there. It, it was one of the better movies translated from video games, I felt. I could see where you could – where it definitely felt like it was a little bit more of a slow mover. Mm-hmm. And yes, I feel like they definitely could have ramped up a lot of things. And and maybe that's where the problem might lie in, in this movie even, if, even with a reboot is that it is a survival mm-hmm. video game. So it does take a while to get to certain areas. And if they were trying to emulate that in the movie, they succeeded. Mm-hmm. But for a movie, you can't – Movies and video games, yeah, they have to move a little quicker right. in movies than they do in video right. games. I, I completely get that. And that, that's that's perfectly fair. I would actually love to see a remake of that as well and just see if they can ramp up that horror yeah. aspect to it and really creep the hell out of your mm-hmm. audience. Yeah, I, I, I can get on board with that. Okay. So another one uh, has actually already been remade, but I feel like there's been enough time between the original, the remake, and now that we could get a version of it. That movie is Psycho. Okay, and mm. the reason I want to see it remade is because I don't want a shot-for-shot shot fucking remake. Remake. I also don't want Vince Vaughn in it. Just saying, I feel like it got it was ruined. Like I watched that. I remember watching that when I was younger. The remake, excuse me, the Vince Vaughn version, and everybody was saying, "Oh, this is the scariest movie you're ever going to see." And I watched it like this is fucking stupid. So I want to see a remake of Psycho with the kid that played Norman Bates in Bates Motel. Bates Motel. I'd be okay with that. I thought he was great. And he's got a good, like, he's got that Anthony think, Perkins look, yeah. too. Like, Vince Vaughn was too kind of rugged looking, I think, to play that part. Yeah. He didn't look like someone that would have been berated by his mother. And no. he's, he's too tall. Yeah. Too big, too tall. I, yeah. I don't feel yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, the shot for shot remake just didn't work Mm-mm. because it's a different style of horror for that time. Alfred, right. I mean, it, Psycho scared the hell out of my parents. But me watching it, I went, there's nothing there mm-hmm. and then why do a shot for shot if you're not going to add more horror elements to it right. why redo it at all yeah if you're not gonna put any change in it right yeah so if it's if you're just gonna update it purely right. update then don't do it yeah um i'd love to see a remake of the lost boys um i was debating putting that on my list uh and again i love the original lost boys yeah. and the cast is great but I think there's people that could be equally as good as those four kids in The Lost Boys. I think it, it, it could go darker. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it could be done without the Corys. That would be my like one hesitation mm-hmm. is uh, the Corys for me made that movie. Sure. So it'd be tough. Yeah. I don't know that I would want to see a remake of, of that movie. No. Do you hold it too close to your heart, Patrick? A little bit. Really? A little bit. I had the hugest crush on Jamie Gertz. Oh, yeah. At that time. No, I got you. Yeah. But I mean. No, that, that, and the movie in general, I just, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's a really solid movie. Uh, everything but, on but, my list is a but, fucking but you're, solid but, but original you're saying movie. Because now that it's, you'd like to see it updated with modern actors. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to see what they, I don't know. Everything, like I said, I put on my list is just stuff that I like to see. What it you're, would look you're like. You're curious what now. it would be like. Yeah. So, okay. uh, nothing, nothing on my list is because I think it should actually be remade because uh, I thought it was bad. Everything on my list is like, mm. I'm just like, yeah, what would that look like what today? What would, would it be like? Okay. So, all right, Patrick. Along that same line, 
and it's not that <laughs> I want me. it remade because I know if if I were to say, oh, it was an awful movie and needs remade, I know that a lot of people would just line up to kick me in the nuts. Can but just to see what they could do with American Werewolf in London. It is a solid movie and the practical effects that they had back then for the transformation mm-hmm. with what they had to work with, I thought was phenomenal then. It would be interesting to see what they can do with it now. It's like with, one of the best transformations ever shot. On it film. really is for practical effects. That's exactly right. Yeah. So. But if they were to throw that's that's why I'm saying this is like in the same vein of right. what you were saying. It's a right. solid fucking movie. But just to kind of see what they could do with if it, they just being that, curious. If they did that transformation today, they that CG the shit out of that. I think. Oh I yeah. I don't think they do it. Practical yeah, they would at all. not do it practical at all. But what if they did do it practical? I just, could uh, yeah. they could they match it with what they're able to do with stuff now? It uh, it would be better, yeah, but it wouldn't be as um, impressive. Probably not, right? I don't think probably not. But that, I mean, that's kind of true of any of these movies that we're saying can right. be remade. You know, we're seeing what they can do now, and they've right. got technology that they don't have to do CG. They could do CG if they wanted to take the easy way out, which is going to mm-hmm. make it look like garbage, right? But if you did a uh, a practical version of the transformation with what they can do now, I think it'd be pretty cool. Put Greg Nicotero in there and it might be kind of cool. Yeah. He seems to be the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. All right. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to lump my next two together because I want to see them remade for the exact same reason. Uh, those two movies are King Kong and the universal mummy. Let me get to why. <laughs> mm-hmm. Are you done? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to see them remade as actual horror movies. <laughs> I want to see them remade as actual horror movies. Okay. They were both taken into the action adventure style. Um, not from their, I mean, their originals were horror, but you look at Peter Jackson's King Kong, you look at Kong Skull Island, uh-huh. you look at, uh, I don't remember who made the, uh, the mummy series with Brendan Fraser, uh-huh. but those went far from horror. Those were action adventure. The original King Kong was action adventure. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Okay, they had it listed and, under and, horror. And Peter, I, I wouldn't have listed it as horror, but once again, audiences were different back then. This right? is true. This is true. So and Peter Jackson's King Kong was the third time they did King Kong, mm-hmm. and Peter Jackson's King Kong is one of my favorite fucking movies. Right, and so, I'm not saying that it's yeah. a bad movie. I I enjoyed it. So I enjoyed it a lot. But I'm saying if you're gonna label an original as a horror movie be it or take it as you will. I, right. I'd want to see what they would do with it as an actual horror movie. Okay. You know, I, I don't think you need Brendan Fraser running in gunslinging and jumping into hot air. That balloons. I agree with the mummy thing. I a hundred percent agree with that. So. I, I think they could do some really cool things with those as horror, actual horror remakes. Yeah. There's really not many mummy movies out Mm-mm. there. I mean, Tom Cruise just did one. It's in the same vein. Yeah. Is it? They were trying to read. Well, when they did uh, Dracula Untold, they were trying to do the whole monster verse. Mm-hmm. And that was supposed to be one of the versions of the monster verse. Gotcha. The mummy version. And because Tom Cruise was in it, it flopped terribly. And gotcha. So, um, yeah, that's my thought on that. Let's uh, let's do one more round. So we're not. Yep, yeah, because we're kind of running long. Yep. Yeah. I only have one more. And it's uh, I just want to see what they would do with the fly today. Yep. That's uh, the last one on my list is The Fly. I love Gina Davis and, and Jeff Goldblum. I thought that mm-hmm. was fucking killer. But again, what does that movie look like Today. now? Yeah, absolutely. So, I think we're talking about like the effects part of most of oh, these yeah. topics. Right, yeah. 
or most of these movies. Right. So yeah. again, I, that movie is so solid. So. The one I'm going to suggest is a little bit, I'd like to see him update the story, but most importantly, see what they do with the special effects and the creature effects. And that's Chud. I thought Chud had a good story behind it, that it had potential, but it just wasn't a great movie for me. I've never seen that movie. Chud, cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers. Nice. I, and I never knew. I mean, I'd heard of it, but I've never, I didn't yep. know another stood for. So yeah, the creatures either. are pretty fakish yeah. looking. Yeah. So if they could update that, make the creatures just fucking scary as hell, mm-hmm. I think it could be a good movie. Cool. Okay. You should watch Chud sometime. Chud. Apparently, put Chud on the list. Yeah, I've never seen it. All right. Uh, for my last one, I'm just going to comp- encompass a lot of movies that I feel could be remade to be a lot better than they were. Not the example that I'm going to give. Stephen King movies that just kind of fell flat, I think, would be a really, really good remake potential just to see what they, how they could make it better. One that I want to list, again, was not bad, but more along the lines of I just want to see what they would do with it would mm-hmm. be Children of the Corn. Okay. I think it'd be a, f- a fun remake. It could be interesting. They made six or seven of those. Mm-hmm. So I had Silver Bullet on my list. I took it off. <laughs> that was a weak sauce movie. That was I like Silver Bullet, but I'd like to see again what it's a werewolf movie that you it didn't is. make werewolf movies anymore, yeah. really. So yeah, what are they? Uh, maybe that's maybe there's a reason for that. Well, I mean, Twilight. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I said that's a vampire movie. <laughs> there's vampire. There's uh, werewolves in. Gotcha. I miss. I missed that series. So I didn't. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You did. I, I, I like I mean, how you you know. We're able to cover that up by just thinking it was all about vampires. I really had no idea. Uh, <laughs> call me stupid, I guess. I did pick this topic after you all. Were, you were team Edward, <laughs> so, obviously. Uh, all right, let's let's keep it rolling. Let's uh, let's hit the the highlight here. We watched a movie for our review this evening. This movie uh, was done by. Well, you know what? I'm going to let Patrick give you the deeds. Patrick, hit us with the deeds. Well, before we hit the deeds, hit uh, us with your your. About we want to talk about February is Women in Horror Month. And in, well, last year, once we added Maddie to the group, and she's unfortunately not here, so it's hard to talk about Women in Horror Month when we don't have a female representative with us. But we chose our movie based on Women in Horror Month, and let me talk a little bit about it. And this is taken directly from womeninhorrormonth.com. Women in Horror Month is an international grassroots initiative which encourages supporters to learn about and showcase the underrepresented work of women in the horror industries. Whether they are on the screen, behind the scenes, or contributing in their other various artistic ways, it is clear that women love, appreciate, and contribute to the horror genre. So I encourage people to go to the website, womeninhorrormonth.com, and learn more about what is being done to celebrate women in horror. I know that the Saska sisters do a lot to support Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. this website. They hold events all the time. They do blood drives, Mm -hmm. which is really cool, but more than anything to celebrate women in horror. And that's why I said, it's kind of difficult for us three to sit here and have a sausage party and talk about (laughs) women in horror. Right. And from, from like I say, Maddie, we miss you. And and as we pick movies over the course of the year, we're not picking them because it was some dude that directed it or wrote it or because it stars some guy. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of weird when we get to this month that we're saying, okay, we're going to pick films based on the fact that as a woman director, woman writer, and strongly, right. strong female leads, 
it, it's yes, we are doing that, but it's not because we're excluding it the rest right, of the year. Right. I, and I feel like this, I, and I could be wrong. Um, I didn't do any research on this. I'm just throwing it out there, but I feel like this genre is the most open to female filmmakers and writers mm-hmm. um, as well. I don't know. Again, outside the genre, I don't know. And it's just because I don't know, like uh, female filmmakers and other genres. Little Women was directed by mm-hmm. a female um, that got snub- yeah, snubbed at the Oscars. But I just don't know. But I know there's a ton of females in this genre that come out there and kick ass when it comes to uh, making these types of films. Mm-hmm. So – uh, like I said, if you know, it's the most open genre that I know of right. to uh, just female filmmakers. Yeah. So in our upcoming podcast, what we plan on doing is what we did last year and have an all-female cast mm-hmm. to talk about women in horror. So with no further ado. Talk to us about Rabbit. We're going to talk to you about Rabbit 2019 running an hour 47 available to rent on many streaming services. Horribly disfigured after a freak accident, doctors perform a radical medical procedure on an aspiring young fashion designer. But when the bandages come off, the side effects soon cause her to develop an insatiable appetite for human blood. IMDb rating 5.1, Metacritic score rating 43, Rotten Tomatoes critic score 54, Rotten Tomatoes audience score only a 36. Hmm. So those are the ratings and that's the deets. All right. Somebody jump in. Talk about Rabbit. Uh, like I said, uh, I, this is the second time I watched it. Um, so I kind of skimmed it today because I didn't watch it too long ago. Um, so I was just kind of skimming through to watch the mm-hmm. – get reminded of kind of the, the big points. Um, I mean you pointed out when you first got here how the Saska sisters make uh, good movies but with terrible actors. Um, <laughs> and I semi-agree – uh, with you, I thought the the lead of the film, I thought she was great. Mm-hmm. But yeah, then you get little turns in the punch bowl like Phil Brooks that just can't act. I'm sorry, and, which one was Phil Brooks? Uh, he played Billy. He was the guy that got eaten in the car. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Sure. CM Punk for all you wrestling fans. But uh, <laughs> I enjoyed the film. I liked it a lot. I wish I have seen David Cronenberg's version just because I want to kind of yeah. see what yeah. is different. From from both versions. I was looking forward to this one after watching American Mary. Yeah. I thought American Mary was better. I believe so as well. I don't know. Yes, good point about good movie with bad actors. Mm-hmm. But the person that I disliked the most, well, there's two of them. The doctor, I wasn't yep. thrilled with mm-hmm. his performance. And the fashion designer. That was berating her all mm-hmm. the time. Oh, the German dude? Yeah. Or, or whatever he was. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He was actually in Grave Encounters, and I hated him for the same reason in that movie. I just mm-hmm. thought he he ruined – he didn't ruin that movie for me. It would have been a really great movie if he was not in it. Sure. Do you feel he was just a little too over the top? Yes. In it? Gotcha. Yes. Yes. And I think that's, that's a good way to uh, – to kind of describe what this movie was like each character was just a little bit over the top of where they should have been. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, like the, the best friend was too best friendy. I didn't think she was that bad either. Not she really. wasn't bad. There no. was a couple times where it was just a little bit ridiculous. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the supposed boyfriend was mm-hmm. a little too gimmicky. It was, it was a good movie. Like, and I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting here racking my brain and thinking all I have are negative things to say about this. This is not good. Because I did like the movie a lot. 
the the low points that I had was yeah the doctor was kind of a tool. I felt like it was very predictable. Uh, I felt like it was formulaic. Did you call that ending? I didn't call the ending, but I kind of knew where it was headed. Okay. So yeah. did you call the second ending? No, that one I did not. Okay. I did not. No, you are correct. Um, okay. So that was not predictable. That one caught me off guard and I'm, I'm glad that it did. Overall, it was a good movie. It was it was an enjoyable story. What they did really well was the gore and the horror mm-hmm. in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were several times where I was watching this in a place I shouldn't have been watching this mm-hmm. where I was cringing. And that looks really weird in the place where I happen to be watching this. Right. <laughs> so I, I did enjoy it. I'm, I'm not going to speak too much negative about it because it was a good movie. There were just a few things that could have been a little bit better. Okay. I, and I agree with that. I think it was a good movie that was hindered by performances. Yeah. And, and the performances were by minor characters, but it was enough to have a major effect. Right. So what I really liked, I thought the lead actress, I thought she did a wonderful job. Mm-hmm. And she does have some chops. She's been in a ton of things. Mm-hmm. So she does carry some experience with her. So I was I was glad that they used her in that. The, the friend was okay, not great, but but was good. It was it was the men in this movie that hurt the movie. Interesting. You're right. That it was yeah. it was the doctor, it was the uh, the supposed boyfriend. The, the, right, it was the guy in the car, it was it was the uh the soap fashion opera designer and the fashion designer. You know, the soap opera actor, I thought he did a really good job though. Yeah. I felt I mean there was a little bit when he was He's doing only the, in two scenes. He was so. he was right, yeah. but I mean to carry what he had to do, right. what they asked him to do, mm-hmm. I thought he did a pretty good job with yeah. that. The I thought the gore in it was really handled well. Mm-hmm. Lots of blood. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> that. There was some story issues maybe just a little bit with who was turning rabid and who was turning almost into a monster at some points. Right. Right. Did Do you feel like that scene in the hospital, everybody was turning like super quick? Everybody was turning super quick after a little while. Mm-hmm. But there was a couple times where um, the guy that was, I don't want to give away too much, where she was collapsed in the alley and the two guys came and were taking yep. pictures of her. And the one guy got killed by her. Yeah. And when he, spoiler Spoiler. When he came back to life, mm-hmm. <laughs> he wasn't just rabbit. He was something else. He was else. full on something else. But he also, and this is going to be a spoiler portion, so I apologize if you yeah, don't hear this point. Folks. I want to talk about the the giant tentacle penis that came out of her armpit. armpit. That was in the original. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, so they brought they carried that over. They did carry that over. And I haven't seen the original, but I read <clears throat> that that was, that was in the original. Over. Because yeah. he was the only one that got... I'm going to say it fucked by the tentacle penis. Right. And that's kind of what turned him. Otherwise, everybody else was like bitten, slashed. He wasn't the only one. Who was the other one? Maybe I missed that part. Spoiler. Okay. In the, when she was trapped in the glass cage at the very end. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So there was two people. Yeah. I do remember that, but he never. No. Okay. Yeah. You're talking about in the alleyway outside the fashion show, right? Was the first one. Yeah. 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 But yeah, so he was the only one that really came back as whatever creature she turned him into. Otherwise, everybody else was bitten, slashed, mm-hmm. or rabied, rabied, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Yeah, and that's why they turned into the the rabid versions of themselves. Right. That lead character's like transition was really fun to watch too. How she was this kind of really quiet, 
like almost nerdy mm-hmm. uh, character. <laughs> she at the took off her glasses though. and let her hair down, and then For she started real, eating though. people. Yeah, but like <laughs> she took off her glasses and let her hair down, and she was completely different. Right, and her, yeah. it wasn't just her look because she's. She, as She's an a, actress, she did a good job uh, of transforming that character. But yeah, her whole attitude just completely changed yep. in that back half. Um, just, so it just made her a completely different character and person, uh, just overall. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was a lot of fun to watch. Also, another thing that I wish the Suska sisters wouldn't do is put themselves in their own movies. Yeah, <laughs> they don't. <laughs> they don't help themselves by doing that. It's it's. <laughs> It's like an M. Night Shyamalan thing. It's like mm-hmm. you end up going, okay, when when are they going to show up? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I understand it's their project. They can do whatever the hell they want with it. But for me, it takes me out of the movie just a little bit. Right. Because all of a sudden, oh, there's the Sasuke sisters. Has M. Night ever given himself an entire dialogue scene? I don't – yeah. Yeah, he, he did in one of his movies. I think did it he? was the uh, – uh, not the happening. The uh, – the other one that I hated. The Lady Village? The, that one. Oh, okay. Oh, really? I think so. Didn't he? Hmm. I, th- I don't know. Okay. But I know that they just give themselves entire fucking yeah. scenes mm-hmm. and they're like a ton of dialogue and they like they give themselves a whole scene in their movies. Yeah. And like I said, it's not because they're bad actresses or anything like that. It just takes me out of the moment. Gotcha. Would it work better if they just made a brief appearance and not said anything? Like, they, like if like they were scanning like the party and yeah. like you Al, just happen like, to see them like sitting Like Alfred there. Hitchcock would do? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You would just happen to see them sitting there and be like, there's Sasuke sisters. We're moving, moving right. on instead of yeah. we're going to do some bumps in the mm-hmm. – uh, in the bathroom right. and talk about how shitty this person right. is. Mm-hmm. Uh, the doctor, mm-hmm. her first doctor after the uh, accident and she was got fixed up mm-hmm. she wanted to, you know, I want to, I want to see what I look like. They took the bandages off and he's like, okay, hand her a mirror. And she looks and she's horrified. He immediately says, I would strongly suggest staying away from mirrors <laughs> yeah, for a while. Yeah. It's like you <clears throat> fucking asshole. Yeah. They say, okay, here, you can look at it. Hand her a mirror. I'll, I'll give you a mirror. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> it's like yeah. you douche. I, I wasn't, what, the surgical gowns made it seem like it was almost a cult. Yeah, let's talk about that for a second because they that came in the big bright red like surgical things was like like you said cult ritual mm-hmm. which was weird. It seemed weird to me. It it was out of place. I feel yeah. Like you're you're staying along with a pretty I, like I can I can I can make it's believable for me. But when you throw bright like blood red surgical gear on and it's satiny, you, yeah. Yeah. That was strange. Yeah. Yeah. It, because there was really no supernatural element to this film. Mm-hmm. It was all scientific, mm-hmm. what was happening. So that right. kind of threw me off. I did like on some of the sound editing how her, when her stomach would start rumbling. Oh, yeah. That they threw in thunder. Oh, I didn't catch with that. With it, it would like be like rolling thunder. It was really kind of cool. Mm. I was listening with my headphones on so I could really, really hear some of that deep oh, bass in it. And I really like that. That movie is weird. Like it, there's a whole new level of like creepy, gory grossness when you're listening to it with headphones on. Yeah. Especially when you get to the, the guttural oh, groans yeah, 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 and yeah. hearing all the, the ripping you, and the tearing. You, hear, you and, hear a oh. lot of the visceral stuff and it, it's just really nice. And I would say that the sound mm-hmm. editing on this was really, really good. Yeah, I agree with that. Josh, you brought this up in another one of our films that we had watched earlier about it's kind of like werewolf a scenario where you wake up not knowing what you did the Mm -hmm. night before yeah, because it made me doubt some of the things that had happened. Like the first man that she had met at the bar and went out into the hallway and it was making out with, did that happen because she woke up and she, 
Well, it kind of fell along in the same lines with the pool scene where you don't like you see her walking into the pool and then all of a sudden she wakes up. And you're like, oh, OK, that was. Yeah. OK. So right. so that one and then the one in the hallway and then there's another one later where she wakes up and, you know, she's checking her hands. There's no yeah. blood on it. So I would it, it always kept me wondering, was it a dream or did it happen? But she doesn't remember anything until she wakes up. So right. the doctor kind of did his job convincing not only her, but audience, what is real and what, because exactly. he kept telling her like, you're just, it's a hallucination. Right. It's the, uh, it's the, and it was followed up with a really good hallucinogenic dream mm-hmm. where, you know, I don't know if you guys remember the scene, but you know, like all the jittery nurses were working on her and then the, she, uh, the sleep, uh, the silent hill nurses. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it was, was the silent hill yep. nurses. Yep. And then, you know, then she woke up or then she sat up and she was wearing the dress that eventually she had designed mm-hmm. uh, that she used later on. Um, so, yeah, I, I completely agree with you, Josh, <clears throat> that the doctor had done a really good job of keeping us wondering. Mm-hmm. From a from a production standpoint, sorry to jump in no, front no, of you, no. Patrick, if you got something here. There was a couple scenes in there towards the uh, the second, third and the last third of the movie where there were points where the camera would like punch in on certain characters. I don't know if you caught that at all. Mm. It was like this really weird, like oversaturated, overstylized, just quick punch in really quick. And mm. then it, the camera would move on. And I didn't know what you guys had thought about that. They do it a I don't lot? think I really noticed it. They did it, it like three or four times. I okay. don't think I noticed it. That might well, have been okay. like a style, just a style choice. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of what I'm wondering. Like, what was the purpose of it? Like, right. Are you just doing this to highlight a certain character for something? And I don't think anything ever came to fruition with those characters. But it's yeah. like, if you're going to do that, you're, you're kind of putting a spotlight on these people. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah something important needs to happen with right. them. So it was just weird for me. I got to say, I got to say, I like the movie overall. I like the movie. hundred percent. I agree. Yeah. But I, my, agree. I think my biggest criticism is I didn't see anything new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you're right. I, I would say there's a couple things new just because the armpit. Mm-hmm. I'd not seen that before in a movie. Had it, <laughs> but had I, had I seen the original, I would have seen it. Right. But I mean, I, I didn't really see anything new, but in new this. as in they, don't have a lot of movies that deal with this topic, a uh, horror wise. You I know mean, what I mean? Because for, for me, when I mean new, is I didn't see anything new in 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 how it was filmed, right? In the effects, right? Yeah. No, I get you. Yeah, I get you. It, it yeah. was one of those things where if you go back to when we watched Bliss, like I know I wasn't a huge fan of it, but there was a scene where the guy became the human Pez dispenser, and <laughs> yeah, and that was new. You're sitting there and you're like, oh, damn, that's stuff you don't expect. Like you watch this and you're like, all right, it's kind of stuff that I've seen before. So I I get what you're saying. Yeah, like even in the the hallucinetic dream, we've seen that twitchy thing before. Mm -hmm. We've seen like when the – I don't know if he was a contortionist or not, but when he stood back up, I've seen that before. Yeah, right. Yeah. But I mean they did a really good job with taking those elements and making a good movie with it. Right. And, you know, they focus on, on a lot of gore and everything, but they also focus, I mean, this is very, uh, character and story driven. Yep. Um, and, you know, very focused on that also. It wasn't just like a gore film. Yep. Like Bliss kind of was. It had, you know, there was. The dialogue was much better than Bliss. It was much better than Bliss. So, (laughs) yeah. That's all my notes. Did you guys feel like it was, uh, like you were watching Raw again? I did at a one point. A little bit. Yeah, I 100% thought uh, I, at one point that I it was very had a very much of a raw, raw feel, feel to it. That's, when, yeah. when she was in the kitchen and going mm-hmm. through what she was eating there, that, right. that felt yeah. like raw to me. Okay. Yeah. I got that. I got that very sense too. So. Let's uh, let's jump into the, the rating scale. Uh, we do our 
fear slash fun factor? We should do fun. Fun Did anybody feel afraid watching this movie? Absolutely not. Then it's a fun factor. (laughs) We do our gore score and then we do our overall and would you recommend to a friend? Fun factor. Josh, what do you got? Yeah, I had a lot of fun. So I'm six, seven. Six, seven, I think is fair. Okay. Patrick? I completely agree with Josh. I had fun with this film, even the second time watching it. I Mm -hmm. originally watched this for my end of the year top Mm -hmm. 10. I was able to squeeze it in before the end of the year. I think this was on my honorable mentions. Yeah, it was on my honorable mentions as well. I had just as much fun. Actually, I probably enjoyed it better the second time because I could pay attention to some other things Mm -hmm. that I didn't notice before. So I'm going to give it that 6.5, that between 6 and 7 as well. I think 6 is a a great score for this. So 6 on the fun factor. Gore score, Josh. Yeah, again, probably 7. Seven is, I think, is fair. Mm-hmm. So lots of bloods, lots of open wounds, faces removed. I thought they did a pretty good job with this. So yeah, I'd put it up six seven. Uh, makeup on this was done really well. I I really liked when she did the oh, first her, reveal mm-hmm. on, and you got that to see, face makeup was great. It was done really really well. Again, there's plenty of blood in this. Uh, didn't lack on that. I'm gonna give it an H just because of the armpit penis. Cool. And armpit oh, penis. and also the uh, the last lady. Oh yeah, that was really cool. I really like that. Oh, at the end there? Yep. 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 The so, yeah. I'm going to give yep. it an eight for the gore yeah. score. Cool. And last but not least, overall, would you recommend to a friend? I'm going eight, and I'm saying, yeah. I'm mm-hmm. saying uh, horror fan, non-horror fan, I think Rabbit's safe. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't put it as a starter pack film. No. But, uh, but I think it's safe to recommend to uh, to somebody that's, um, uh, strike that, take it back. It's a <laughs> horror fan film. Eight. <laughs> What's your hesitation? What were you going to go with? Uh, well, I mean, it's they're going, well, I think it's safe to recommend to somebody that's, you know, outside of that genre. Mm-hmm. You know, then you're saying, okay, I'm recommending a starter pack and it's not a starter pack film. It's, it is not a so, starter pack. So, yeah, I think it's, a, you know, a horror fan film. Mm-hmm. So, Patrick? A little bit lower than what Josh said. I think right in that 7, 7.5 range. Would I recommend it to a friend? Again, agreeing with Josh, I would recommend it to a fan of horror. It's not a starter pack film. It is a good film. Uh, not as good as American Mary. I would I would recommend American Mary before mm-hmm. this one, yeah. but I think it's a very close second to American Mary. Right. I think if you go through their just their their list of uh, films, that American Mary over all of them would probably be the first right. one that I would yeah. recommend. Elevator's my favorite. So, oh no, <laughs> not that a movie. Was, that was a bad Close choice. Enough. Oh, shut up! It wasn't that bad. It was not good. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to agree with Patrick. I think seven is a, a really good score, and for what it was, definitely recommend it. If you want to watch a horror movie that's got it's got the blood, it's got the gore, it's got some supernatural ish type elements to it. I think it's a good horror movie. You know, don't take away the fact that there were some rough points in there. I think now that Patrick, you mentioned the uh, the males in this movie really kind of detract from that actually boosts it, I feel. Uh, it's an excellent pick for a, uh, a Women in Horror Month movie. So uh, right. seven, I'm actually I'm going to give it a 7.5. I'm going to bump it up a little bit. And yes, I would recommend to a friend. Cool. cool. All right. Somebody lead. I got to set this up really quick before we jump into our thing. Yeah. Well, you don't have a plug anymore, Greg. No, I don't. So we can't lead with Patrick's plug. No. So not to sit here like an asshole. Hey, listen for the ladies, uh, hopefully, that are coming on the cast next time. Hopefully, crossing fingers that we can get uh, a couple. And and, and try to get it done before the end of February. Right. Right. So uh, listen for them because you'll get a kick-ass cast because 
I think when Dorothy came in and Heather came in and Maddie led that. Um, that was a great it discussion. Was it was phenomenal. Absolutely. I had yeah. a lot of fun with that. So, um, hey, we're doing plugs right now, right? I again, I think this is a plug that we can do as a group. Yeah, 100%. absolutely. Every time, just because it's very much a group led. You know, it's a collaborative group. effort. Yeah. So without having, go ahead, Greg. Hold on thought. Hi, friends. We're the Midnight Fright cast. We're going to talk to you a little bit about the Flatwater Film Festival. Hi, friends. <laughs> I didn't know this was scripted, but now that I'm reading off the teleprompter, Greg would like me to talk about the Flatwater Film Festival. Cool. Nice so, to say it because I spelled it Fatwater. Fatwater? <laughs> so, okay. um, the Flatwater Film Festival is, uh, without going in as long of a, of a speech as I did last time, new festival that we all started back in October. October. have been working pretty hard on uh, getting everything that you have to do to get together for it. Um, Nebraska-led film festival mm-hmm. um, for Nebraska filmmakers. I feel like I'm fucking this one up. Oh, uh, see, you're so we got to see. We got to start over now. See, I apologize. <laughs> I put my faith in you, Josh. Hi, I told you I was going to mess it up. <laughs> Hi, friends. We're here to talk about the Flatwater Film Festival. All right, this is going to go really well on the podcast. Um, do, you, do you want to do your intro again there? Hi, friends. We're the Midnight Frightcast, and we're here to talk to you about the Flatwater Film Festival. Uh, so the Flatwater Film Festival is um, – somebody else go, please. We are uh, part of a team that has implemented a brand-new film festival here for Nebraska. Hailing in uh, Seward, it'll be at the Rivoli Theater, October 2nd through the 4th. I'm supposed to be looking over here. You Sorry. can be if you want. <laughs> if you want to. We can see um, who's been in front of the camera and who's been behind the camera right. before. <laughs> um, we, we're we just – we're putting out uh, a lot of vibes, a lot of uh, – a lot of knowledge or not even knowledge. What am I trying to information. say? Information. We're trying to put out as much information as we can to let you know about this Flatwater Film Festival. It's for Nebraskans, by Nebraskans. And if you've made a film in Nebraska or are you from Nebraska, submit your film to the Flatwater Film Festival. You can find all information on uh, flatwaterfilmfestival.com or on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the social media sites. Most importantly, Film Freeway, you can submit right now if you wanted to. So this is just a, a quick reminder and just a, a quick notification that the Flatwater Film Festival is happening. We're super excited about it. We are, we're uh, we're making some great headway on uh, making this thing happen, and we're doing it all for, for you guys out there. So make your films uh, here in Nebraska and submit them. We are accepting submissions at filmfreeway.com. Just make sure you look for Flatwater Film Festival there. We're accepting submissions until August 1st. August 1st, yes. And then announcing the lineup on September 1st. And the dates of the actual festival are October 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. Yeah, and one of the cool things is whether you're uh, a seasoned filmmaker or you're a first-time filmmaker shooting something on your phone. Mm-hmm. This is the fe- the the festival just for for you guys to absolutely to. Doesn't matter what level you're at. Uh, we're screening. We're watching everything. Absolutely, it's a great opportunity to get together with, like Josh said, uh, new filmmakers with established filmmakers to get together, share thoughts, share ideas, and most importantly, just celebrate who we are, Nebraska filmmakers. This is the Midnight Fright Cast celebrating and talking about the Flatwater Film Festival. Be there. Thank you, friends. Patrick, take us home. Yes. If you're a fan of the Midnight Fright cast, and we know that you are, help us out. Make sure that you head on over to iTunes or whatever platform you're listening to us on and make sure that you rate and review us. 
Also, you can catch us on any of the social platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, others, I guess, that are out there. And then make sure that you check out our films at MidnightFrightFilms.com. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode number 74 of the Midnight Fright Cast. We are getting close to 100, guys. We're, if we keep the pace, we're still not going to break We're going to break year, 100 but by it's this gonna year. But it's going to be real close yeah. in the next year. You know how many other people have started podcasts and can if you, make it to 75 episodes? And if you take into consideration that this was going on before you and I rebooted it. Oh, yes. If you count the 37 mm-hmm. or so before that, then you mm-hmm. were well over That have been lost the in original the original Yes. Right. It's still pretty amazing. I I enjoy doing this. This is a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Getting together and just bullshitting on movies. So for myself, Greg, the movie guy, Josh, the other guy in the room who likes to watch, and Patrick, the king of the, I don't know. Doctor of everything Doctor of everything else. I was going to call you the king of the, never mind, but. (laughs) You can't say it. We wish you all a pleasant evening, and we will catch you the next time. Uh, Stay tuned for that episode, because it's going to be a good one. Later. Oh, you fuck. I didn't even... I wasn't kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Turn it into